This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 67. Cubs, Splitsville, in Cincy. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and, of course, on Facebook. Email us at flythew670 at gmail.com. Crawley, happy Labor Day. And, of course, you and I are laboring along with the Cubs after a, a wild four-game series out in Cincinnati ahead of today's game at home against the Giants. Yeah, this was a this was a rough one. I got to tell you, there was a lot of ups and downs. And uh, I, after Saturday night's game, I, I was worried, shades of 2004, but uh, the Cubs were able to kind of pull out the split, so that was big. Yeah, the split ended up being big. It was not easy, but let's get it going with uh, game number one which was a fun one uh, early Friday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, Jordan Wicks versus Graham Ashcraft, who's been one of the best pitchers for the Reds. Uh, Jordan Wicks got an early birthday gift from the Cubs offense, and even though Wicks wasn't as sharp as, in his, as he was in his debut, he gave the Cubs another solid outing. Five innings, he gave up one run on five hits with three walks and three Ks. Obviously, the walks need to come down, but for a young pitcher making his second major league start, he kept the Cubs in it, which is all you can ask, Dustin. Absolutely. He looked good enough. He kept him around. Uh, nothing, nothing terrible. And the, uh, the offense would help out big time. Yeah, it was Cody Bellinger and Ian Happ doing the heavy lifting against Graham Ashcraft in the Reds bullpen. In the top of the fourth, Bellinger hit a solo home run to make it one nothing. The Reds came back in the bottom of the inning. Nick Senzel singled, Wicks walked Tyler Stevenson, and Novelli Mar- Marte singled to tie the game. But the Cubs retook the lead in the bottom of the six when Nico Horner singled. Ian Happ doubled to put runners on second and third. And then, Dustin, you, you, you explained this to me because you got runners at second and third, and, and they decide to pitch to Cody Bellinger, who hits a single uh, to put the Cubs back up three to one. I mean, you have Dansby Swanson hitting behind him. What, what are they thinking? Yeah, I, I don't know. First base is open. Cody Bellinger's already hit a home run off of you and they shouldn't have even tried to pitch around him. I heard, uh, 
Ron on the radio saying, you just give him first base at this point. Yes, just, yes. He's the only guy in the lineup that can beat you, and bam, he beat you. Right. Say a Suzuki would homer in the eighth, and Ian Happ would hit a two-run homer in the ninth. The Cubs would win this one six to two. The Cubs offense scored six runs on 10 hits, half two for three with two RBI and Cody Bellinger going two for five with three RBIs. I'm just glad that it was another team that just decided to pitch against the best hitter, you know, instead of the Cubs. Yeah, it's crazy. And Ian Happ continuing to uh, own the Reds, especially out in Cincinnati. So you feel pretty good. The Cubs are up uh, one game to none. Uh, Look pretty easy. They're using the long ball. Then we get to the, uh, the nightcap. Game number two, and this was interesting because we didn't know who was going to start this one. Yep, and so you had Jose Coas going in the opener role versus Lion Richardson from Triple A. Uh, you know, Coas only pitched two batters, and then he was done. He went to gave way to Drew Smiley, and Smiley did okay. He went three innings and gave up one run on four Ks with one walk. But the real story of the game was Hayden Wesniski. That was not Wesniski. That was Wes Nasty. Filthy out of the pen going 3.1 innings. He gave up no hits, no runs, one walk, six Ks. And the, he had the Reds baffled, Dustin, baffled. Yep, and that was a guy that we had suggested uh, on the last podcast, I believe, that maybe he was going to get the start, but looks like they knew what they were doing at this point. Yep, absolutely. And, and and the Cubs called up minor league or the Reds called up minor leaguer Lyon Richardson from AAA. He started two previous games this season, both in August. He had a 675 ERA. Dustin Richardson walked the first two batters he faced. He struck out Ian Happ. He walked Bellinger to load the bases and then struck out Swanson and say to, to end the Cubs threat. So you had bases loaded, one out, no runs, not a single ball put in play. And that inning would definitely come back to haunt the Cubs. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, it would. <laughs> would it ever? Now, Cody Bellinger did put the Cubs up one nothing on his 22nd home run in the top of the third. In the top of the fifth and two outs, Nico would draw a walk, steal second, and score on an Ian Happ single to put the Cubs up 2-1. to one. And that's all the, uh, the runs that the Cubs would score in this game. Two runs against a minor leaguer with a 7 ERA in the majors. Uh, just unacceptable. Richardson would go 4.2 innings, give up two runs and two hits, five walks, four Ks. The Cubs only had five hits in the entire game. You had Bellinger's solo home run and four other hits. They were one for nine with runners in scoring position, and they left seven men on base. Yeah, you'll never, you'll never win a game one for nine with runners in scoring position. You just won't do it. As bad as the offense was, Quas, Smiley, Wesniski, and Leiter combined to give up only one run on five hits. And then Albert Alzali came in to the game to try to finish it out in the ninth with one out. Former Cub, and we, we had him on the hot list, Dustin. We had him on the hot list. <laughs> Nick Martini hit a solo home run to tie the game at two. How dare he, the pride of Crystal Lake, do that against his former team? And then Christian Encarnacion Strand singled. He was lifted for pinch runner Stuart Fairchild. Elzelai got Will Benson to strike out swinging, but Fairchild stole second and made it to third on a throwing ear by Jan Gomes. But the Cubs were one out away to getting it from getting it into ex- extras. Unfortunately, Noel V. Marte singled, and the Cub and the Reds would walk this one off three to two. Dustin Elzelai has been nails for the Cubs, you know, not, not anything about it, but that was his third blown save of the season. He blew a save against the Brewers on July 4th, but then remember last week against Milwaukee, he hit a batter to blow that save. He did get the win on that. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And then against the red, so you're, you're starting to worry if he's starting to you know, hit a wall or, or run out of gas here. Right, maybe hitting a wall, running out of gas, a good way to look at it. Uh, I still have uh, faith in him. Uh, I still yeah. want them to continue to give him the ball. But, yeah, you're getting a little nervous, no doubt about that. And not only that, though, you know, you're going to see this in the next game as well in game three, but you had opportunities to score. And that way you don't have to put all the pressure on these closers to pitch high leverage innings. Do do better, do better in the risky category, one for nine with runners in scoring position, you know, score more runs against a minor leaguer that would help. Absolutely. And then, you know, game game three, like Yogi Berra would say, it was deja vu all over again. Exact same as Friday night. Great pitching, no offense, and a bullpen that couldn't hold the lead. Javier Assad had the best start of his career. Eight innings of shutout ball. He did have some traffic. He gave up seven hits, one walk, and seven Ks. But he also picked off two batters as the Reds were testing the running game. The defense, also excellent, especially up the middle. Dansby and Nico turned a nice double play in the third to end the threat. In the bottom of the sixth with two on and no outs, Nico caught a ball in short right that was over his head and was able to throw it back to Dansby for a double play, extinguishing another fire. But offensively, the Cubs could not do anything against Andrew Abbott, who pitched six in a third innings of one run ball. They didn't score until the seventh when Heimer Candelario hit a solo home run to make it one nothing Cubs. But other than that home run, the Cubs had no extra bases. They were 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position. Cody uh, Bellinger had a rough day on the bases. He was caught stealing and was picked off in the first. The Cubs only had five hits the entire game, Dustin. Yeah, and I thought that one nothing was going to stand because Assad was, as you mentioned, just absolutely brilliant on Saturday night. A- absolutely. His eight innings and Candelario's home run, the Cubs took a one nothing lead into the bottom of the ninth. This time, Ross handed the ball off to Mark Leiter Jr. to close it out. First batter he faced, Jake Fraley doubled. Harrison Bader uh, was uh, put in as a pinch runner. He steals third. Leiter then walked T.J. Friedel and Spencer Steer. Um, hit, uh, he hit Spencer Steer with a pitch to load the bases, and it was up to Ellie De La Cruz. He singled to tie the game. Now Nick Martini hit a short fly ball for the first out. Runners don't advance, and Leiter's night was done, and in came Jose Cuas with the bases loaded to face Newly acquired Hunter Renfro. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Renfro hit a ball that Dansby Swanson made a great play. He threw to Nico for one out, and Nico threw it to first to try to complete the double play and get into extras. But Renfro was safe by an eyelash, and for the second straight night, the Cubs would blow the lead in the ninth, and the Reds would walk it off. Yeah, and they acted like they had just won the division. I mean, the 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 bat flip by Ella De La Cruz that ended up really not meaning anything other than tying the game was out of control. Um, yeah, I, I and that was by an eyelash, and they were smart to uh, review it, but uh, the call was correctly made. Yep, 
And that that's going to take us to game four. Jameson Tyone versus Carson Spears. So the Cubs had two straight walk-off losses. The offense is MIA for the last two games. And now the Cubs had to rely on Jameson Tyone to savage a split. How comfortable were you feeling? Yeah, Justin? not not very good at all. Not, <laughs> not very good as I was listening to this one. And uh, it would start off not really great in the Cubs' way either. No, after scoring three runs in 18 innings, the offense finally decided to show up. In fact, they scored in the first inning on singles by Mike Talkman, Ian Happ, and of course, Cody Bellinger. Let's pitch to him again. RBI single to put the Cubs up one nothing. Since he answered in the bottom when Tyone gave up back-to-back jacks to TJ Friedel and Spencer Spear to make it 2-1 to Cincy. Uh, just absolutely deflating. And then the Cubs would retake the lead in the second when Amaya walked, Talkman singled to put runners at the corners, Nico walked to load the bases, and Ian Happ with a sack fly to make it three to two Cubs. That lead would not last long because in the bottom of the inning, Will Benson was hit by a pitch and Tyler Stevenson homered. And, uh, you know, the third given up by Tyone in two innings and the Reds were back up four to three. Dustin, that's when uh, I thought, that's when I thought I'm like, that's, that's it. I mean, it's that's done. absolutely right. it. Tyone doesn't have it. Three home runs. Cubs can't come back every other half inning. I, I, I thought it was really going downhill at that point. Yes, sir. And then the Cubs were down four to three. Cody Bellinger hit a solo home run to tie the game. Why the Reds kept pitching to Bellinger beyond me, but thank you very much. Three home runs in four games. But Tyone did settle down, Dustin. He gave the Cubs some length. He went 5.2 innings. He gave up seven hits, three home runs, five runs with seven Ks and no walks. In the sixth inning with one out, he gave up a double to Christian Encarnacion Strand. He got Will Benson to strike out, and then Daniel Palencia came in. He was greeted with a single, and the Reds were back on top five to four. Again, that was a – so – that was the fifth run right there. It was an inherited run, but the Cubs came back in the seventh. Nico Horner hit a two out double. Ian Happ uh, drove him in to tie the game at five, but the Cubs offense broke out in the eighth inning. They scored seven runs, Dustin, that added three more in the ninth. And what was a close game for seven innings turned into right. a blowout with the Cubs winning 15 to seven. That offense that was so bad for two games scored 15 runs on 18 hits. Talkman had four hits and three RBIs. Horner, two hits. Hap had three hits and four RBIs. Bellinger, two hits and three RBIs. Even Swanson had two hits with two RBIs. Wow. Who knew he could hit? Yeah, Suzuki had two hits. Candelario had one hit and an RBI. Magical had two hits and two RBIs. Amaya was the only starter without a hit as the Cubs uh, salvaged the finale. But, Dustin, as fun as that game was, the series was rough with those two walkout losses in the ninth. And the Cubs offense cannot, cannot have this disappearing act happen. No, not at this time of the year. Nope. No. And the bullpen and many of the starters, you're talking Steele, Assad, Wicks. We're in uncharted territory with a lot of these guys with the number of pitches, the number of innings thrown. Same with the bullpen. Leiter was cut from the team before the season was started and re-signed. He has given you everything you could ask for and more. Alzali, not the closer. We didn't know who the closer was going to be this year. These guys have stepped up and done a phenomenal job, but to keep putting them in high-pressure situations night after night is absolutely taxing, and you understand why they may be struggling lately. Yeah, it's understandable, but now that they've got themselves in this position, you know you don't want to accept that fact, but you, you are right. There's no doubt about it. Uh, they are taxed, and these are high, high-leverage 
situations. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.